Yo, um, this is not going to be an episode. I don't know what this is going to no, be, actually. No, this is like a non-local interaction. Yeah. Let's, uh... The first of many. I'm not even going to throw the intro on this shit. Let's no, just, we don't need to throw the intro it. on it. Yeah, let's yeah. just go into it. Yo, welcome to the Mega Late Show. We're doing a thing. I'm here... Oh, my name is Late, by the way. Yeah, so I'm also Mega. Yeah, uh, we're here with our guest co-host, unofficial MLS member... Shucks one. Oh, like Shucks that. Like, one. Like, like the S could unofficially stand for shucks as well. Sometimes. Oh, word. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah that's how it goes. That's, that's exactly what I intended when I said that. Right. This like, is all planned out. I didn't. I didn't stumble into that at all. That was all planned. That's right. And yeah. uh, you guys can go back and listen to uh, the episode we did with Shucks. Shucks is a former journalist and person of hip hop uh, esteem that was out here doing a lot of things. Uh, interacting with the Japanese community, throwing events such as the breakdown with our guys at Coins Bar, as well as interviewing some of hip hop's greatest artists that travel through Tokyo and all that. And so, yo, we're happy to have Shucks back in the studio. Peace to Don. Glad Indeed. to be here. Thanks for drop. Oh, all the sound drop. Uh, nope. We just have to deal with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My uh, voice sounded a little crazy today, huh? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. My, my voice is also a little crazy. Word. But uh, yeah, our non local guest who's. Uh, out in, are you in Atlanta? I don't even know where he's at. Uh, yo, let's uh, introduce, introduce the guest. Um, yeah. This is my homie from way back. Uh, yo, where, are we doing governments or you want to go by your... I'll always write into my government. Your black gossip pen name. <laughs> 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 no, we'll cut that. We'll, we'll cut that. Black gossip pen name. <laughs> uh, this is my man Omar. Last names or nah? I'll write under Omar Burgess. Word up. Omar Burgess. Yo, this is my homie from way back. Is it possible to get him turned up a little bit more? I'm up max on here. I just need to hold my little joint closer. Okay, there we go. Word. Well, shoot, Omar. Um, you know, ladies mentioned to you, uh, mentioned me to, uh, mentioned you to me before a couple times uh, about his uh, university time and some of the people that he interacted with. And you're always a person that he has spoken of in a very high regard. Even just today, he said Omar is like my OG. He's an OG for me, a person in the hip hop community. And when he gave me a little bit of information about you, he actually sent me your LinkedIn. And I was like, oh, shit. Let me fucking check the LinkedIn. Uh, but no, uh, when he sent me your name and, and some information, I noticed that you were uh, also used to write for Hip Hop DX. And I had read a few of your uh, your pieces over the years. Um, and so, yo, shout out to you. Can you um, can you also tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, I mean, now... I'm, I'm keeping 100. I'm pretty much an, an average Joe, but from 2006 through uh, 2016, um, I was pretty much getting paid to talk to and about rappers for various uh, media outlets. Right on, man. Uh, shoot, uh, uh, just looking, uh, scrolling through some of the articles that you wrote for Hip Hop DX, I read um, a piece that you did about Mad Lib, um, not Mad Lib, Mad Child's album. Uh, a couple years back because Kaven asked us to interview uh, Mad Child a couple years ago and I stumbled across that when I was going to prepare for that and I also read um, a piece uh, analysis of hip-hop endorsements that you wrote so yeah man I appreciate your work and your insight and uh, just by skimming through those I can tell that you're a person that uh, I would not mind having hip-hop conversations with so word Thank you. I don't even know exactly what the format oh, for yeah, the show is going to be today. I didn't answer. Omar's oh. in California, so oh, okay. all of y'all hey. can do what, what that. Part, what part? Where you at? Do that shit. I'm in uh, Long Beach, California. All right. Okay. okay. 213. I know that from Snoop Dogg <laughs> tracks. Yeah. Word, word. Oh, that's really dope, man. 
Do you uh do you also make music? What wait, wait, before we even get into that, what are we doing later? Are we just having a conversation about I don't know, man. Or? The the setup took a lot of time, so I guess we're freestyling. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so I, I got I got your notes. <laughs> oh. I, I sent him all the because I, I thought we'd do a full episode, but I'll we're not gonna have the time for all of that. Okay. Unless we like pack it in. But but, but undoubtedly not. today what we're gonna do is we're gonna discuss a little bit about Omar's experiences within working with the hip hop community and within the culture. We're also going to do the every album of the ever best joints. Is yes. True? Do we have time for that? Maybe. Uh, I would like to have those conversations. We should. Es- especially since we have a hip hop journalist here. I would like to have his insight into one album in particular and see where we land Yo, on that list with that. Are you timing? Let's let's keep this shit tight. All right. Let's keep it very tight. All right. Uh, let's start off with just some quick temperature check questions to see exactly when Omar had his beginnings in hip hop culture. Bet. Actually, this is interesting for me because as long as I've known Omar, like going over, fuck, fourteen years or some oh, shit, shit like that. Oh wow! Yes. Wow. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know his answers to some of these questions. Okay. Bet. We've, we've never like really. We've had a lot of conversations, but not you know to these questions that we made for the show so okay that'll be interesting for me well you were calling him your og and usually when somebody says that that means that they're a few years older than you, you yeah know? uh At well least. Y- <laughs> yeah. yeah not the you know uh you know like say omar's older than me or anything but we were in undergrad together and you know actually i, I don't know all of omar's history but he ended up in tennessee with uh, like I did to go to university, Middle Tennessee State University. And, you know, we just linked up because you were hanging with my future roommate's brother or something like that. Is that what it was? Yeah, so I was more in their age group. I mean, I ain't going to be all mysterious. I'll be 40 in January. So, hey, shout out to you. There, there's a nice little age gap. So, Shucks, that's around your age, yeah? You're a little, no, little 40, younger than you? 44 right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Ah, so there's oh, a nice. Yeah, we got it. We got to like kind of. There's an interesting disparity in the hip hop generations that we're all coming from. Yeah. Okay. Word. And when I mean OG, I just mean like you know, he knew a lot more than me. Mm. Like he he knew a lot of he participated in the culture more and you know he had more experience with it. Like he yo I I still remember I came to your apartment and I was you were playing a track. And I was like, yo, this shit is dope. Like, it had, like, a light, nice little piano sample. And, you know, they were, like, uh, riffing off of the Nas track. Mm. And I was like, yo, who is this? And he was like, oh, it's Jay Electronica. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> he put me on the Jay Electronica, okay. like, early, early, early. I bet, bet. Yeah. Well, let's get started there. Omar, uh, what are your some of your earliest memories of uh, experiencing hip-hop culture? Ooh, okay. Um, my family's originally from Flint, Michigan. So there's a downtown area where it's like mad cobblestones. I say my first early memories is like my uncle um, and my brother take me down there and like buying fat boys on vinyl. Oh shit! Um, you know my mom's like uh, I had a very religious, very religious mom, so she busted in when me and my brother were sneaking listening to a uh, dope man by N.W.A. like trash to tape that we borrowed from the other church homie. We had to buy him another uh, another NWA tape. So like pretty, uh, pretty, pretty early. Um, I say early 80s. Oh, wow. And what about when you were 16 years old? Who was your favorite MC or hip hop person? 
right, so when I was 16, I had to be 96. Um, That's yeah, like the I, tail I end Queens. of the last golden age and shit, right? That's like peak Big Willie yeah. style, so. That's that's tough, man. It was at that point it's probably a tie between like Ghostface and um and probably uh maybe like Q tip from Tribe. Mm. Good choices. Yo, speaking of uh the gods, who's your favorite member of the Wu Tang clan? Uh, Tony Starks all day. Yo, definitely don't watch that uh Ghostface <laughs> on celebrity couple rehab shit. It's gonna change things for you. Yeah. Nah, nah. I'm, I'm gonna just. I, I got a little time capsule. Like, there's a, there's a picture. I think, like, I don't know if y'all know Chimo do the, the photographer. Oh yeah. Right. Legend. The ill picture of uh, of Starks with the, uh, the army fatigues and the crazy uh, orange and white polo shirt. That's always my version of Starks. So even if he's got like, you know, elderly women talking uh talking shit about martin screlly on video that's still my version of starts yeah just like, keep it keep it stuck there man yeah uh, what, what is uh what is your favorite piece of music from uh from ghostface just riff on it you know i'd say supreme clientele um i was i think we were that was probably at the time i guess when we were overlapping at university i'm not sure if you were there yet probably Supreme clientele. That was you weren't in university yet. No, no, I was still no. in high school when Supreme clientele dropped. Yeah, yeah. That, unless you know how long I hung around at that, that university. Yeah. Oh, word. But yeah, we got we got a financial aid check, and I told my man like, "Hey, take me to Stones River Mall." <laughs> I, bought, uh, I bought Supreme clientele and Voodoo by D'Angelo. Mm. And oh, I didn't know you was out in Tennessee that long. Yeah, yeah, since '98. Damn, oh, shit. word. You know, that uh, Supreme Clientele, man, I consider it the last great album of the 90s. It came out It came out in 2000, February 2000, but I really feel that it's the last great album that captured basically that kind of New York boom bap essence uh, from, from the 90s. And after that, it was very much a different climate. But, you know, Supreme Clientele, I, I still play that like almost on a weekly basis. Or, uh, it's a classic album. Easy. Yeah. Have you read? Um, have you read? Uh, since you're a journalist, I'm sure you follow some some of the writers. But have you read? Uh, what's his name? Jeff Weiss's uh, Pitchfork review celebrating 20 year anniversary or the 19 year anniversary of Supreme Clientele. Man, it is. I vaguely remembered. I know it dropped. Uh, I remember reading it when it dropped. Yeah, yo, that is just like that's one of the the more recent uh, more recent musical reviews that i've read in a while that just really stuck with me his writing on that is actually phenomenal so i advise everybody to go check that joint out shout jeff weiss shout it out one more time yeah uh, jeff weiss uh he he runs passion of the weiss he used to do a podcast with no can do uh just one of the west coast uh i think i think in hip-hop in general he's one of hip-hop's best writers right now a person of the culture in los angeles and um after la weekly was taken over by some billionaire conglomerates uh they started the land which is like a new a new joint out there in los angeles is really dope so uh yeah man there's still a lot of really really dope hip-hop journalists out there how did you get your start in in writing omar wow um while we were at university um I had a friend slash roommate that had a cooking show and uh, shout out my man, big fella. Um, so somebody from double XL was going to interview him because his cooking show had this real uh, hip hop flavor to it. 
um, just like real, real street level. So being the friend that he was, he told uh, my man from Double XL, like, yo, you need to talk to my friend. He's the coldest writer since Eldridge Cleaver, blah, blah, blah. I had never had anything published like at that time. I think I had like one little clip for the university paper. Uh, but dude reached out to me. Um, he put me on to someone who was at All Hip Hop. And uh, within like a month of that meeting, I was interviewing the alcoholics over the phone. Mm. And that, that just kind of put the battery in my back. Word, man. That's really uh, that's really dope. What, what about, about what year was this? This was 2005, 2006, I believe. Because um, I know, I think it was like the Firewater album that they were promoting. Okay. And uh, so whatever man. year that that dropped on, on like Koch, that's that's when I uh, did my very first like phone or phone interview. Oh, very cool. That's that's like before the blog era, yeah? Or was this like the emergence of the blogging era where everybody would go to? I would say that's the emergence. Yeah, it's just yeah, beginning at that time, right? Had, like, uh, had, like Nah Right and uh, Two Dope Boys. There I forget was all the other split ones. Between the big sites and the, and the blog era. So you had like School of Hip Hop, All Hip Hop, Double XL, then Double XL had blogs. Mm. I remember Mecca from Two Dope Boys blogging for Double XL before. Oh yeah, right. this is before Two Dope that Boys got super brolic, yeah. like Word. Misinfo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole basically Dart, Dart Adams uh, mm-hmm. was really dope. Dart Adams still one of my favorite writers though. But okay, man, really interesting. Uh, I I was kind of like hella underground at that time and not paying attention to things that sounded mainstreamish. And so I kind of missed out on a lot of the blog era type of sites like Two Dope Boys and Cocaine Blunts and stuff like that. So, word. Oh, yeah. And you just, uh, so you kind of stumbled into this this writing thing. Did you go to school for writing or you were just like, oh, I know this culture. Let me write about it. I mean, I've always written. At the time I was going to school, I was um, I was bouncing back and forth between journalism and graphic design. I originally went for journalism and my advisor was like, no, don't do that. You'll never make any money. Yeah. He was halfway right. Um, so so I, I switched it to graphic design and I was kind of going back and forth. But I, I've been in like several writing classes. Okay. Oh, interesting. Bet. Are we just yeah. intermingling a bunch of unchanging questions and things yeah, with this kind of like interview Yeah, like with the part? convo and okay. mixing it together. Who, who, are, who are some of your favorite writers uh, throughout the ages of hip hop? Do you have anybody in particular that you look for nowadays or somebody it, interesting? It kind of changes a lot. I remember when when I was on the come up, it was kind of the normal people. It was Noah Callahan, Bever, um, Elliot from Double uh, XL, um, Daytuan Thomas, Bones Malone, uh, Miss Info. Back when she was she was going by her government, I remember she had a, this column and vibe called uh, O Word. Um, Keith Murphy. Yeah, I, I was the Yo, nerd that would like look in the masthead of the magazine yeah. to see who wrote who wrote what. Yeah. Yeah. What's my what's my guy's name? The mad, uh, flagrant, salacious guy. Was oh. it By- Byron Crawford? Byron Crawford. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he's entertaining as hell. He's still doing it, right? Yeah, he's got a like a um, a newsletter, and oh, I shit. think he's got a bunch of independent books you can cop off of like Amazon, yeah. but. I, yeah, I appreciate Byron Carver. You got to take it for what it is, not like. No. Word. In terms of like, um, 
the academic approach because in, in, in a lot of ways like um you know writing about hip-hop culture is is an academic look at uh the happenings of that that happen within hip-hop culture i mean if you're not doing like the kind of gossipy you know lil xan overdoses on hot cheetos type of writing or if you're just uh, nowadays the the bar is so low people are just writing articles about uh, like a soundbite from a podcast but um you know hip-hop journalism there's still a lot of people that are doing some really interesting a lot of people who are doing some really interesting things uh, what um what type of academic uh look or uh really in-depth look would you like to see like uh for any piece of hip-hop n- history that nobody's written about would you did i, I phrase that very, very weird i think right i got it though you, you understand it. like if 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 somebody was to write an in-depth uh book about hip-hop culture what would you like to see any uh, your mm. choice i'm saying not written by you but you know like an in-depth look at like the juice crew or something like that so you're basically asking him what's he most interested in reading yeah that, like the, that hasn't something been done yeah yet. something that hasn't been done yet you know like uh, there's there's a lot of things that i would like somebody to kind of uncover and, and and sometimes there are people that that write you know academically about hip-hop culture like uh uh, Anthony Kwame Harrison from the Bay Area wrote about, you know, um, eth- eth- ethnic identity in the Bay Area hip hop scene. And that's interesting and compelling to me. But what would you like to see, Omar? After after watching this Wu doc, I'm really interested in how a lot of these deals came together. Not just theirs, but negotiating deals, period, as far as anything from royalty points mm. up to... Uh, up to like an endorsement deal especially now that we're in the age of these 360s oh yeah yeah i feel like people are scared to write that book you know it's like you might oh, get yeah. a little bit blackballed in the industry if you write that book but uh yeah, definitely have you read um have you read uh the big payback by uh dan charnas a lot of it a lot yeah of it. not uh not like super in depth but i know he's he gets into that yeah. super super deep yeah, starting way back with, you know, Sylvia Robinson in the first hip hop track. It's all kind of yeah. nasty and continues from there to these three sixty deals now. It's pretty nuts. Hard. Um, is a beast. Yeah, yeah, he's he's amazing. He's definitely amazing a uh, writer. I don't know, I feel like I kinda wanna uh, let, uh, yeah, here we go. What do you think about the um the kind of uh, environment today with uh hip hop journalism? What do you think about the state of it? I think it's reflective of um, a lot of economic factors. Like earlier when you were mentioning the bar being lowered, you know, that's that's a byproduct of um, not having access to artists. Hmm. And um, so if, uh, you know, Pharrell has his own podcast or J. Cole says I'm not doing any press except for these two interviews, you know, outlets still got to make their money um, and talking to you know, a quote-unquote underground rapper, as much as we might like them, is not is not paying the bills. Right. So you kind of end up with where you end up. Um, so I don't know. I, I got to a point where I just kind of emotionally distanced myself from it because I've written some trash. You know, I've had to pay the bills, and I didn't I didn't enjoy writing about Tyga and Twenty One Savage fighting over Kylie's Instagram <laughs> comments. But I did, I missed that one. I didn't read your piece on that. I have to go back and check that one out. You know, card cards on the table. It's yeah. it's a reflection of the, the economic climate. So I don't I wish it wasn't like that, but I understand why it is having seen how the sausage is made. 
word. Yeah, you know, there was a time in hip hop journalism where people were getting paid like a dollar a word, two dollars right. a word. And, you know, you're going to have to put a couple of yo's in there to get that extra $14. You know what I mean? But, yeah, like, um, I don't know. Uh, I think uh, the nature of hip hop in general nowadays is like uh, in the, the entire spectrum of it. But just speaking about rap music and rap journalism, it, it's just like the rap music climate. There's the really kind of uh, fast food McDonald's versions of hip hop journalism that are just kind of like boring, throwaway, trash kind of not really nutritious or well done type of writing or rap music and then there's the higher tier uh journalists who have been doing it for a long time who are incredible writers uh just alongside some of the more incredible hip-hop artists so it's yeah, man. pretty symmetrical yeah yeah and and you know maybe it's been like that through throughout the entire duration of hip-hop culture but nowadays i find it i find that when when there is an artist who is really talented or a writer who's really talented, they stand out a lot more differently than they did in the 90s where it was very competitive. And some of the journalists were people who were writing like academically about hip hop culture that were not of the culture. But nowadays you have people who have been in hip hop culture for you know their entire lives and as adults they're writing these academic pieces people people like oliver wong or david ma and just a lot of these other dart adams uh, you know these type of cats are the people that we should be sharing their articles and hoping that these type of journalists get paid uh you know that's what i think at least i don't know i'm just uh, talking shit now because i'm just talking am i just talking now <laughs> should, I, should i be quiet <laughs> it's all good. I'm, I'm soaking it in. I'm listening. Okay, bet, bet. Yo, yo, shucks. What um, do you have any insights also as a a member of the the press corps or yeah, whatever I, you want to call it? I, I, I appreciate you calling it the press corps because when you called me a journalist earlier, I was like, uh, you know, I can't take that credit. Right. I'm more, I did interviews and video, you know, uh, documentary kind of yeah. stuff, but. Um, yeah, I mean Gonzo journalism. Right. Yo, the first time somebody calls me a journalist, I'm gonna update my LinkedIn. <laughs> like, yo, that's right. You heard it here. Word approved. Nah. Um, I mean, insights. I actually just want to kind of hear more from Omar, man, about like some of his more um, notable experiences that that he holds, you know, dear to his heart in in that career. You know, what are some of the, the standout pieces or conversations, oh, yeah. or just experiences in general that you've had? Yeah. Great question, actually, because that, that definitely would would give some credence to the type of shit that he's done. I would like to hear who you've worked with. Word. Sure, I can make a mark. But but yeah, could could would you? What's that? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Um, cool. <clears throat> Yeah, Omar, if you would, uh, if you wouldn't mind letting us know some of the people that you've worked with, or some of the more bright experiences that you had, ones that stick out in your memory. Okay, um, some of my favorites. Let's see. I say my all-time favorite. Um, I had the the honor slash pleasure interviewing Pimp C before he died. Um, mm-hmm. um, Attached an experience, yeah, with that, with that, not just the names, the experience. Yeah. He was he was really thoughtful. Um, it was a phone interview. It's not like we got to chop it up face to face, but I just remember him being super generous with uh, with his time because I I got to the point where I you know I'm asking him pretty in depth questions about uh, prison, right. and um, you know I, a lot of people would have been like you know I don't want to talk about that anymore. I'm I'm out of prison. Not even 
his experience, but this is kind of, I think, when I was learning more about, um, like, prison for profit mm. and just the whole, the whole system. And I probably didn't necessarily articulate it the way I wanted to, but you could tell he was getting into... He was he, before he got out. He was talking a lot about uh, prison reform, mm-hmm. and after he got out, um, you know, when we conducted that interview. I remember him basically saying like it was a lost cause. It said something to the effect of, you know, even Ray Charles could see this is not going to get fixed, and he's blind and dead. And I was like, wow. Um, That's but really yeah, tough. I just remember him being really generous with his time and um, like really really gracious I, I hold it dear because i almost missed the interview it was like 105 outside mm-hmm. and i had to walk back home so i like damn near passed out from heat exhaustion and when i woke up uh pimp c's publicist was on the phone like um, hey we got chad you ready to talk oh that's dope, dope man yeah. super dope. dope is that available online do you know where that's at that our listeners could check it out yeah if you google uh pimp c i left it wet for you um, I kept, or I'm sorry, I kept it real for you. Um, the all hip hop. That's a, yeah, that's an yeah, interesting yeah, mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll get the song, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Pimp C, I kept it real for you. Uh, it's, a, it's an all hip hop interview. A lot of, interestingly enough, a lot of my favorite ones took place at all hip hop. Uh, Yo, all hip hop. I haven't thought about that in a minute. Are they still around? The forums are. I believe you know? so, yeah. I, I don't, I hope those links are still active. Word. So many hip hop sites have gone the way of the dodo, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, do you guys remember um, o- Ola Ula Only Hip Hop Lyric Archive? Like, yeah, you used to have that shit. Yeah, it was like a genius. Yeah, it was like a word file that you would open up and shit. It looked like it was done <laughs> yeah, on the typewriter. Like- <laughs> <and shit>. like, <laughs> yo, shout out to that. I haven't thought about that in years. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was that was probably my all time favorite. Um, real good interview with a. Uh, with RZA. Um, I think I interviewed him a couple of times, but the one of the ones for all hip hop, um, he got to talking like super obscure comics and like manga, um, going into like Rom the Space Knight. And... Oh, shout out to Rom the Space Knight. <laughs> I still got a couple of issues stuff that. like that. Uh, he, he broke down, uh, I think the fourth chamber verse, broke down a, a random gravedigger's verse, like mm. really got into dissecting the lyrics, which was my thing at that at that particular time so that was a that was a fun interview um and i, I would say the peak for me probably was interviewing pharrell either uh i want to say the 06 or 07 um i was only supposed to get like 20 minutes and we ended up chopping it up for an hour um just talking about uh pop culture like murakami um he just randomly started like rapping uh, an EPMD lyric, just talking about the uh, skate culture. Oh. So that was that was like a big notch in the belt to get a Pharrell interview because yeah. that was before in my mind dropped. So mm. yeah, that was Bet. that would be the one to to go brag about and try to get more money from an outlet. <laughs> yeah, put that on the LinkedIn. Yeah, but um, yeah. Nah, honestly, for whatever reason, I think as I get older and you start like thinking about your age and your own mortality the um the the people who are no longer here i think about those um those dudes like i interviewed um help the skelter when we were having a party at my crib one night oh so like um, oh, they were at your crib they were they were like everybody's chilling and i duck off in the room 
I come back. I I think I remember that night. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wild night. Yeah. I I vaguely remember that. Like I gotta go through this interview real quick. (laughs) Yeah. Yo, just to to interject with like maybe not so related to the journalism, but just to like connect a bit. My man, he, he talked about walking home. Uh, Omar used to work at the the Kroger. Was it Kroger? Like yeah, close to the university. And yo, my guy, this is my guy, man. He used to break me off with like a huge ass bag of like deli meat every so often. So my man's kept me fed when we was on, the, you know, that FAFSA shit. Yo. He like really helped the brother out with that. I would have, I would hit an applause drop if I had it on the four hundred four right now, but word, man. Yeah, I feel like that that kind of ties into like the the hip hop thing. Like you hustling, um, you know, you're gonna. There's a sense of like crew and unity, and you know, you do what you got to do to to uh, to make you make things work out. You know, there was so many times where that deli meat turned into like a sack of greenery. That sack of greenery turned into some money. You know. Broke college students and hip hop kind of go go hand in hand. And yo, to keep it uh, 100 again, uh, Mega, not Mega, uh, Omar also put me on uh, hip hop DX's payroll a little bit after I graduated university. Oh, snap. Oh, I yeah? totally forgot about what, that. What was going on there? Uh, I was uploading videos and maybe writing a little bit about current events maybe something like that mm. i don't really remember everything but yeah i yeah, i i still have that on my resume dope i, I think it's like assistant <laughs> I didn't know that man director of videos or some shit like we've that. been doing this podcast for over three years and i didn't know you were with uh hip-hop dx i think i mentioned it one time yeah. but it was it was a real like short period so mm. yeah word up well shit like should oh um i'm sorry were you gonna say something Omar? Oh, it, I mean, if anything, that kind of goes into a discussion. And Shucks, I'm sure you can speak on this. Like, how you stay alive, you got to you gotta wear um, a bunch of different hats. That's right. Yeah. So I went from, like, doing strictly interviews to pretty much running their, their video department when I was at, uh, when I was at DX. It was, it was a wild time. Word. Hip-hop DX. They're interesting outlet, man. Sometimes I like their stuff, and sometimes I'm like, "Why is this guy reading this? You know, on this video? Like the I watched a video the other day, and uh, it was a hip hop DX video, and the guy mispronounced the Jizza's name. Oh no! And he was wow. like, "Yo, the Gizza said this." <laughs> he I was like, did the not. Gizza. Uh-huh. I was like, "How is this happening on hip hop DX, man? Right. It's weird." I don't know. Is Justin Hunt still with them, or did he go know. off, spin um, off, and do something else? I left in 2014, and other than a few immediate people I worked with, I haven't had any connection or been inclined to to see what's going on over there. Yeah, I had to stop following to them though. That was yeah. a that was a very uh, interesting slash profitable time. Word. You hey. know, I felt that same way quite a few times about OK Player. Um, mm, yeah, I'd read some some stuff. You're like, how did how is this, this person's getting paid by OK Player? Yeah. Well, if we want to play a little insider baseball, when you have like the quality dip like that, that person is probably not getting paid or, you uh, know, they've okay. cut their rates and right, right. you get what you pay for. Right. Yeah. yeah. Bet. Should we go ahead and just say that people came in? 
Uh, yeah. Um, we're doubling up today, so our n- see shit. This is gonna be. I don't know when this is gonna drop. So we got uh Masi and Imani in the room right now. What up? What up? Peace. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Yes. And we're, yeah, so. Maybe maybe you've already listened to the episode with them. Bet straight, but yeah, <laughs> straight yeah, up. Yeah. So <laughs> I think you you yeah. This will, their episode will come out before this. So yeah, yeah. But they're walking in on the tail end of a conversation we're having with um, hip hop journalists and one of Late's oldest friends, Omar. And so at this point of the recording, we're going to go ahead and uh, do what we've been doing sparse uh, sparingly uh, every couple of weeks we have a conversation about the greatest albums that have come out since 2010 uh, in hip-hop culture so what we do is we discuss their inherent qualities our subjective opinions about them and then we place them on this ever-growing list and right now at the top of the list is what a tribe called quest thank you for, your, for your service, service. We, we got, got it from here. here number two is Kanye, Kanye West, uh, beautiful, my beautiful, my dark, beautiful twisted, dark twisted fantasy. And at the bottom of the list right now is Sire, by <laughs> the God <Sire>. Jaden Smith, <laughs> all the way at the bottom of the list. So, do you like that album, Mossy? Sire. Yeah. I didn't listen to it. Oh, good for you. You don't need to. <laughs> Who put that on the list? I put uh, that on the list. Yeah, Mega's picks have uh, fluctuated wildly. Well, I put that on the list because I wanted a clear bottom. Because at, for a minute we had your we had your album at the bottom of that that Bobby Sessions, and I felt that album was too good for it to be at the bottom of the list. When people see the bottom of the list, like, oh, this is the wackest album. I wanted there to be a clear, definitive. Well, because like, nobody's heard it word, for the most part. Word, right? word. Has anybody here heard of Bobby Sessions? No, Omar, no. have you heard of Bobby Sessions? Oh, you have. Well, he's Omar. That's why he's heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Omar oh, yeah. Burgess. That's why. right. That's right. But I hadn't, I hadn't heard of him until, like I said, on that when we did that show. Maybe it was like a week or two before yeah. that show. My friend put me on. I was like, dude, solid dope. project, so man. Really, really bright talent. I think he's got a lot of, you know, I think he's really dope, and he'll he'll go a long ways in hip hop culture. Not to say that Jaden Smith is, you know, not not good at what he does, but to me, that album was just a nothing burger. So now let's go ahead. Yeah, complete nothing burger. It's like a pizza with like rainbow sprinkles on it. Like nobody wants that. Some people do. I don't. But so yeah. so we're only doing these two albums. Yeah. Feral Munch. And unfortunately, Raw. we're gonna have to keep it brief. But okay. yeah. Well, yeah. Let's start with the Feral Munch album. Has it? W- that was Shuck's pick. Okay. I just uh, had to get him up on the list because like, I'm l- looking at the list. Uh, Late sent me on online, and just mm. looking through it, I was like. Let me just go back and do a little uh, a little Google about the albums that came out in the last ten years, mm-hmm. and I just had to put a Feral Monch up there just so I like could that. be in the list. Now I like I like Feral. Like not on only the list, that, sir. but I, I love the album as well. It's one of the albums that I played over and over. Now. Okay, yeah. So this is um you know this album came out in what like 2012, 2013 maybe. 13? No, 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 no. Not, not, no, it must have been earlier because PTSD came out in 2014. So this oh, came gosh, out 2011. 2011. 2011. Yeah. All right. So this, I mean, is this in order? Like yeah, from top to bottom. How I got over is, is so low. I know, right? I, said, I, th- I know, right? I came out on That's that been a problem like, with the, the list for a whole like, minute. Like, it's been you know a problem I mean? with the list for a whole minute. That's why, you know, I was like trying to get some. some well, see, see. Oh, but Layla's wisdom is high. That's that's great. That, okay. I love that album. Sorry. Word. No, 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 no. You're, you're good. good. Just speaking. That's what you're here for. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love Rhapsody right. Light a lot. So. Yeah, it's great. All right. So this list is very strange because the way that we rate these albums kind of fluctuates 
in terms of the way that we approach it. Some of these albums I look at objectively that like I do not care for this music, but all the qualities, the impact, you know, uh, the the kind of critical acclaim that it got makes it rate higher for me. The first three albums we did, that Roots album was one of the first three albums. And the reason that I place it at the bottom of the first three albums was because it's just a really good roots album there's nothing really spectacular about it it's just a quality execution of what they do best and because it was nothing truly remarkable about it i kept on placing other albums for their originality uh, okay. or something above it for it's that it's not reason. like a punishment not like no this. no yeah, no man I, to be honest with you man i'd place that roots album on my personal list yeah. i place it much higher than than i like that roots album more than that rhapsody to be honest with you I, I think that Rhapsody album falls off really hard towards the end. But to talk about this Pharaoh Monch joint, I mean, who doesn't like Pharaoh Monch? Like, he's dope. Like, but that's never heard him. Right, right. I mean, he's been putting it down for like three decades. You know what I mean? And he's one of those MCs who I think he's an MC's MC. Like he's everybody a lyricist. from yeah, he's a he's a lyricist. So that's when that's when you get into the difference between a rapper yes. and a lyricist. Because right. now it used to be MC and rapper. But then I think I think I don't know. As times have yeah. evolved, I, I like to use the word lyricist more right. than MC because it's, it's, it takes a lot to be a lyricist yeah. as compared to a, a rapper or just an MC. And not to, not to discredit those two, right. you know, things yeah. as well. But both of them are kind of loaded terms at this point. You know, that people use like when they want to describe Eminem versus fucking Little Yachty or some shit. You know what I mean? But that's a good example. But like. <laughs> With, with Pharaoh Monch, he not only is he good at writing lyrics, but he has a wildly original style that he's yeah. kind of cultivated yeah. over three decades. And with this album, like my only kind of issues with it, and my only issues with Pharaoh Monch ever, are how he sounds over the production. Because his lyrics are always going to be top tier. He's always going to put together some phrase or some word that I won't catch the first three times. And then when I listen to it, it's like, oh man, that was a brilliant callback to yeah. Saddam Hussein or some shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, So with this album, like I really I really just enjoy it. I don't know what else to say other than I think that from top to bottom, there's pretty solid beats and there's great raps. I over think the it. beats are great. Like if I had listened to this when yeah. it came out in 2011, like 2011 me would have loved this shit. I yeah, think. yeah. It kind of reminds me of Saigon's album, the first one. Okay. The greatest story never told or something like that. Yeah. At least production wise, like that kind of mid just blaze samples, but it's more. Uh, you know, instrumentation underneath it. Word. Yeah, it sounds really dope. It's funny how when you, when we break it down, it's like, for me, the beats are cool, the production's cool, but I'm just I'm a lyric I'm a lyrical yeah. guy. I like I like listening to. He's like to the lyrics. perfect so like lyrical miracle, but it's not trash. You right. Know? And there, Omar, you can jump in anytime you Don't want. Use to, that fam. phrase in yeah. the same sentence with Pharaoh Monch, please. Yeah. Yeah. I said not it. trash. Don't do it again. Well, no. I was like, uh, particularly the track, what is it, Assassins with Gene Gray. Oh, and, that Gene uh, Like, they get super rapidy on there, but it's not, yeah. you know, just rap. They're like, you know, they're emceeing. Yo, can I just say it again? Oh, my God, that Gene Gray verse. She is so dope. Uh, shout out to, I, I really do think that she's one of the top five female MCs of all time. But that's Bet. besides the point. So where would we place this on the list? Where would we place this on? Have you heard this album? So Masi? Nope. Oh, Pharaoh Monch's no? new? Yeah. I ain't heard it. No, it's an old joint. Yeah, old. Yeah. We are renegades. I, I didn't hear yeah. it until like yesterday. So. Oh, what? Wait, the whole like, album? Oh, no. shit. No, this no. came out in 2011, yeah. Omar? Oh. Well, Omar, what do you, what do you think yeah. about the album? The main thing I remember is 
the video because by that point I was doing way more video than, than writing and clap. there was like a 10 minute video for clap clap yeah mm. yeah um but I'm with Pharaoh for me is tough because it's, it's like three different phases um and I really liked Pharaoh on raucous more because I thought yeah. that was yeah, a perfect of blend course. of production and his lyrics right and then with this one it was more like a headphone album to me like yeah. the lyrics are always on point we're talking about same dude who found something to write with chromium picolinate like no other is doing that but um yeah it was like a really intense sit down and listen i wasn't like yeah. riding around listening to to the match album now but there's yeah. a few tracks on here that i really wouldn't mind playing in the car like uh black hand side yeah is mm-hmm. is a joint assassins is a joint clap is a joint but a lot of the other ones is kind of like a headphone album. Well, he so, hit it, so that's, and that's 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 an, uh, a testament of like the type of listener that I am. I'm the okay. type of dude that likes to just sit back with headphones. No, don't talk to me. I just want to listen to this person rhyme like I'm reading a book, as mm-hmm. opposed to yeah. like, of course, I'm a head bobber. I like bobbing yeah. my head. I like being in the club too and right. dancing and stuff. I started off as a dancer and all that, but at the end of the day, I rather just listen to somebody's lyrics and just. Okay. That's that's why I picked some of the albums that I would pick. I was having a difficult time figuring out where I was going to place this on the list. Kind of the same. Because, to be honest with you, this might be my least favorite Pharaoh album. Hmm. I, I like Desire more than this. But uh, then that know, was Eternal Desire Affairs was way better. To, what, what, that was uh, 2007, yeah, I think. Yeah, I could get... I right, could, right. If I had to choose a Pharaoh yeah. album, it wouldn't have been this yeah. one. Because, you know, oh, like yeah. you said, yeah. I was a rocket stage, you know what I mean? Right, Eternal right. Affairs. I feel you, but you, yeah, you want the record to show right. know, this MC. I feel, I, and I'm glad you picked this. I would say tentatively i'll place this album below joey badass all american badass oh that's higher than i have it yeah i, I like have it, it better than the rest i have of it those. above doris where is doris at maybe my list is under absol? oh yeah under absol yeah i've got it higher than under absol i've got it higher than vices and higher than rose gold Hired in rose gold. Yeah, just because the lyricism, man. This is this is this is top tier. Like the bar doesn't go much. The bar doesn't go much higher when it comes to lyricism. Like this might be the most lyrical album on. He said it on that album. He said, "I set the bar so high, it's afraid to look down." Yeah. He said it on one of those verses in the album. So I like it below Joey Badass. (laughs) Where do you got it on the list, Omar? I think lists are arbitrary, but for the sake of <laughs> hell yeah, shit on the segment. Yo, word, <laughs> it's a trash idea, and I hate that you guys are doing this. No, no, no just it, it, it's a long thing that for different places right. I work for. But no, no, I would um, I give it uh, I'll give it as high as seventeen. I think it's better than Jay. Definitely okay. better than um, a couple of other ones, in my opinion. So I, I'd go seventeen on this list. What, what that's that's above the Jay Z album Magna Carta, above Jay Z under above, under the Ghostface joint, yeah under Ghostface but above Jay Z, okay. ASAP Rocky, Fort Bowie. Ooh, that is lower than even late. Where yeah. do you got it at? Uh, we were gonna have to split the difference on this. I don't know. We're we gonna have to rock scissors paper. I don't know. Man. Yeah, you know what's fucked up about the list, right? Is like late is gonna tag the people in 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 the fa- in the Instagram post, and they're gonna listen to it and hear us shitting on. Like, uh, I don't think I do that. No, the the doppelgangers joint. You tag them in it, and they like hit the like button. But oh, no, I was like, while uh, shitting on the doppelgangers album, like I do, I do the hashtag. Okay. Oh yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they gave a like on that, and I was like, oh, I wonder if they listened to that because I was definitely making fun of their usage of that. Shout suffix, out the laws. That suffix rhyming, you know, like. 
Well, where it's like patient uh, meditation, patient. Oh, that's yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, Rhyming yeah, all yeah. suffixes, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know. But where, where, where is this going to go, guys? I'd have to go at least above Absol. Okay. And it's hard for me because he's one of my favorite MCs of all time. I'm talking Wait. about Pharaoh Monch. So, but as far as this particular album, not to be biased, just because he's one of my favorite lyricists, I, I'd have to just go above Absol. But I have to go under that game, that game documentary, because that shit was banging. You know, the glaring issue for me on this list is like, and everybody knows that I'm not a Drake fan, but like everybody thinks that this album is not as dope as that Drake album. If you're reading this, it's too late. I never even late. listened to that album, to be honest. I heard okay. singles, but I never. Well, just shit to on it with me, just to <laughs> <Okay>. do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Well, okay. So where does it go, late? Because you and Omar are closer together than than me and Chicks. I have it wildly higher than everybody. But I think. It, I'll and I'm not say, even like, you know, like I don't even love the album that much. It's I'm not just fair saying. though, because it's like, yeah. look, look, when I'm saying I got to go above Absol but below the game, but then I still want to go above, you know, Lupe Fiasco or something. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's he's the above problem the, with the game. Lupe, so, yeah. Lupe yeah. Fiasco is has been an issue. Yeah, the the Lupe issue, issue but I almost is almost as big as the Roots I, issue. I almost chose Lasers yeah. for for this list. Yeah. For this, for this oh, episode. I would have put I that almost, way at the bottom actually. Oh what? That would have been below Laws. But anyways, I'll say above Absol. I'm fine with it being above Absol. How do you feel about that, Omar? Let's see. Absol. uh, You said above Absol? Above Absol. Above Absol. Under uh, the six god. I'm not not mad at that, honestly. I mean, I don't think it's the best representation of Monch, but if we're Mm. talking like you want an album that represents what Monch stands for in terms of raw lyricism, active... uh, Active listening, and it's one of his right. better um, polished albums in terms of the narrative he weaves there. I'm not mad at that. It, it can go, uh, Let's put it there, then. I, I'm rocking with that. Yo, Megalay Show. Uh, yo, I uh, yeah. about to get into this other pick. Oh, I guess we can do all the picks now. Yeah, we can do all the picks now. Well, let's do mine. I'm right. Because it's not as heavy as. Sure, the, the heavy lifting one. is going to be on that last joint. So uh, I picked. Just, too loud? Yeah, I picked. Ivan Av, Every Eye. And I'll just give a brief uh, uh, biography. Is it raining? I don't no. think so. I'll give a b- brief biography of uh, Ivan Av. He's a Norwegian rapper. I still find that so strange Oslo. every time I hear that. I, I had no idea. You wouldn't know just listen to him rap, but mm-hmm. he sounds like he's from New York or some shit, but apparently he's Norwegian. Um... I'm not super familiar with his background. He's put out uh, like maybe a couple EPs mm-hmm. and um, a, a, a feature length. A feature length? Did we say that about albums? Yeah. A, 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 an LP before this one uh, called Holding Hands or something like that. Mm-hmm. Helping Hand, whatever the, it is, which is also a good album. But this album, well, before I get into this album, what did you guys think of it? Because I'm interested well, in your say opinion. Say the title of it again. It's Ivan Ab Every Eye. Every Eye, which right. I I learned this. <laughs> this is gonna sound dumb as hell. I learned about this artist and this album by going to the falafel restaurant near my place, and he was playing mm. this. And this, I guess, this, I wasn't using Shazam so much at the time. I was like, "Yo, who is this?" Mm-hmm. And he showed me on the phone. And I was like, "I've never heard of this guy." And it's well. What do you guys think of the album? Well, I think that this might have been the first time that I was introduced to Ivan Av actually, 
because you know, like uh, the production on this album is largely done by Mind, Mind Design, Design Kiefer, Fred Bates, and Kiefer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kate Renata has a track on this, and so does DJ Harrison. And these are all cats that I, I really enjoy their production for the most part. And you know, they did all the heavy lifting in terms of production on this joint. I think that there's like one other person that I don't know that maybe produced a track, but largely it's them. And um, I definitely had heard this, uh, at least in part, a track or two because of those producers and i think the album is really good i think it's um um it's definitely got it's it's not that it's a con it, it kind of is a concept album but it sounds like a really because the production is done by these producers that have kind of a similar aesthetic jazzy kind of funk bassy yeah loose there's, there's, yeah it, it's it's kind of funky at times in a kind of groovy funk way um it it has a cohesion to it that i think really works for it and also against it in terms of your listening like mm. uh, sometimes it gets a little bit it seems it's a, a little it's redundant. definitely a mood yeah yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like and redundant it sticks to because that of those sounds and and you know i think that that was something intentional done on part of the artist uh to kind of create that type of vibe and i think he succeeds really well um nothing on the album really stands out to me as being truly exceptional he's a he's a really like on par mc in terms of his ability to rap um but he he gets some topics off and the production's solid i i don't know it's kind of it's just kind of a really decent project to me i like some of his other work more than this though like tracks or actual yeah, projects? Yeah, like I like the uh, I like uh, tracks and projects. Um, Ivan Ab, uh, his joint that he has the collaboration album with Fred Fades. That's just both of them. Those are dope. I like those a lot. I don't know. There's something weird about Fred Fades. I mean, uh, Ivan Ab to me, like, wh why does he sound like that? Like, where? Who is this person? Well, I feel a lot like I of want to know more about that shit. Like those Scandinavian people, they really don't have. A European accent mm. uh, not all of them but a, a good amount of them sound pretty like neutral I guess huh. not like British received pronunciation but you know just like American standard yeah, dialect like a, almost yeah his, his like uh, if somebody told me he was from like the Midwest or from anywhere in the United States I'd be like fine like think of all those um what are those brothers fuck snow man. goons something like that okay but you know like uh the actors who are uh the, the tall Hemsworth? ass blonde dude the, yes the the Hem no no, no they're australian australian yes the the tall ass blonde dude from true blood him and his tribe oh i don't know they're yeah. like what's what's good oh shit i can't hear oh him i can't hear you either what happened to that oh is he on hold on Nah, my bad. I muted myself. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay, there we go. <laughs> oh, we were like, damn, late, you fucked it yo, up again. Yo, uh, Omar was like making hella good points. Right, right. <laughs> yo, yo. You're talking about Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Oh, yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. But there they don't go. sound like, you know, Skarsgårds. Yeah, they don't sound like Skarsgårds. Yeah. But that's a that's a secret Pokemon. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a good project, man. I don't I don't really have anything to say about it. Like um, I get a little bit tired of the mind design production on this album. Like some of his tracks don't stand out as much for me, but I do like the DJ Harrison joint. Um, Which track is that? DJ Harrison? Uh, Jelly Lude and One Eye. Okay. I like those. One Eye is uh, One Eye might be my favorite track on the album, actually. But you know, like, I, I just like the shit. It's a it's a good kind of jazzy funk soul combination with a guy that raps solid and i did not hear it 
You didn't listen to it? Okay. What about you, Omar? Are you familiar with this joint? No, this is my first time hearing of it. I didn't I didn't have it on my list. Okay. Uh, but I'll be checking it out pretty much off the strength of mind design in case you're not if right. I know. I think that this Katrinata production is kind of like nothing that's really all that spectacular in terms of his large discography, but he's good. What track did, Which he, track do? did he do? Katrinata's Steaming with Dame Funk. Ooh, that's a good track. Yeah, that is a good track. Yeah. And it is Dame Funky. Yeah. I didn't know Dame Funk was on that track. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Yo, he, I don't know how he pulled that together, man. That's a good track list. Yeah, well, I mean, these are all Los Angeles cats, I think. I think it, maybe DJ Harrison is not Los Angeles, but they're all Los Angeles cats. I bet, you know, they come on tour to fucking sure. Oslo, and he's, like, the guy. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit. And then just link. You, you rap well. We do beats. Let's I wouldn't be surprised if he money. works with um, Devin Morrison in the future. I would bet money that he will work with Devin Morrison in the future. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Devin Morrison. Episode number... Okay, yeah, so, so where, I guess it's up to I guess it's up to me and you to decide where this is going to land on the list, then, huh? Let's um, see. where did I put it? Let's see. Where do I think this would land? I had it. Hmm. I have it above the doppelgangers. I have it above the game. Whoa. Above Absol, above Earl, above that ugly man, even above the Drake, even above Ugly Man, yeah, De- uh, definitely above. I think the you Drake. might just be feeling this album because it's hit your. I really like this album. Yeah, I think it just I hits really your like sensibilities, man. I mean, I just I don't think anything really is spectacular about it, even in terms of like cultural impact. Well, definitely not cultural impact. Yeah, I don't think anybody. Yeah, knows this who is pretty Ivan deep underground. Uh, but you like I this think album it's a more really than that Mr. Good album. Thug Isolation? Come on. You know what really? it is? This album is 37 minutes long. I usually don't skip any tracks on this album because okay. I don't have to. I right. could just let it ride. I There's some tracks on Mr. Thug Isolation that I... Skip? Yeah, I don't really listen to every time through or, you know, same thing for a lot of the tracks or a lot of the albums on but, this list. But do you, think, do you think that your personal enjoyment of the album outweighs the fact that these other albums above... above the, the above the doppelgangers joint are not only quality albums but they have stronger cultural impact well you know the way i'm rating it is replayability that's mainly what i what i'm going for how much i enjoy the album and outside of maybe the feral munch and mr thug isolation even the lone sharks I think isn't as replayable as this album is. So that's why I, I put it where I put what it. What a tough position that you've put us in being the only people to debate this album with two other people just standing <laughs> by without any opinion on it and shit. Yeah, that's a little bit difficult, man. I just don't really see it as being greater than any of those albums. I don't know why I'm tripping like I don't have the fucking album. Yeah. Oh my god damn. I don't know. What do you guys think just listening to us have this conversation without hearing the album whatsoever? Here's one track. <laughs> Oh, should I plug what, it in? No, no. Or, what, okay. What's the line, Mega? Drop it late. Are you? We killed that. Both judging the album based on the same criteria. No. No, never. Not at all. Actually, never. <laughs> That's the thing. But, too. No, but, you but mentioned the cultural impact, but there's there was never any criteria for me to go off of 
prior to yes you know, even it was like, it was like 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 we're we're supposed to talk about the inherent qualities of the album in terms of the production and the the level of skill that's not true we never cohesion. established that no but no I, it's always been something that i've mentioned in the beginning like culturally but we never we never agreed upon that we haven't agreed about anything we I just mean, said like we're this gonna message that i got shit. like shucks here's the current list it wasn't like you know no because we we didn't establish the criteria and we haven't we we made a conscious decision not to say these are the inherent qualities that we're looking for in an album mega has um his things that I he's try looking to be for a little bit more objective about it in terms of mega's being very objective he added fucking sire and asap rocky two albums right. that he said he doesn't even like that i much. mean like that drake album i do not like it pretty much at all like if it's only going to be our subjective opinion then every time that we get a person in here, then well, really all it comes down to is I added what, the Drake album, but I did with the caveat, I don't like pretty much the last half of the album, but culturally impact, I can't deny the effect that that album had when it came out. That's like peak Drake. That's like meme hashtag Drake at his prime. So I felt that it deserved to go on the list. If we don't use, if we don't work towards a more objective criteria in debating these albums, then the thing that it's going to come down to is just whether you like it or I don't like it. I think that's that's better than, and this is the Lupe debate, than just recognizing something as art. Because I'm not going to listen to that Lupe album again ever. Because I don't really, I don't care about it. I don't care if it's art or not. That's fine. But, you know, it can go on the list. I don't think it should be as high as it is. But I'm not giving points for making art just because you made art and how good is it who's gonna listen to it again i know he has fans but i'm not one of those fans if we, of this if album. we only work towards our subjective opinions on how we rate music then there's we're not taking into consideration objective criteria then basically this we could have a never-ending conversation about why you like childish gambino and i don't i mean we do that though but we also take into consideration more objective criteria, such as where it sits in the entire canon of hip hop. If this sound is a, a, a musical trope that is popular, or you know, if it's an original piece of work, or exactly but how I, dense. But as a guest, like like say for me and Omar, I'm not sure if he knew that because I didn't really know. Okay. That. Like, like when I when I brought up Feral Monch, it was all about he's I a like lyricist. He's a dope lyricist. I'm into lyricism. And no, that Feral Monch needs to be on pick. the list. But, so but it's it also you know like, what I mean? uh, it, it is an objective observation that Feral Monch does rapping at a higher level than I've other I've done people. that also. My Forte Boy pick and my Laws pick are because, you know, those are artists that I listen to a lot this decade that some people might not know. And of course, these, al- of course these albums aren't, you know, the best albums. That's kind of shown on their, you know, where they fell on the list. But I feel like these MCs deserve to be recognized. And that's where the subjectivity comes in. Like, objectively, they're not so important to hip-hop at large. But, you know, I shouldn't let them fall by the wayside. And, you know, not like our podcast has a million listeners, over 20,000 listeners on SoundCloud. But we should, you know, I have this fucking podcast well, i'm gonna well, highlight this well shit. see the thing is is like it, it, it is never going to be objective because it's impossible to be objective about art and all of this shit is art but you have to have some type of objective framework in order to cast these albums against each other because they're trying to accomplish different things i mean i don't think i've said oh i like this because it's dope and then didn't explain right. my reasoning you know what i mean have you though let's have i done that though I like this. I think the Elzai album, we're just like, we don't give a fuck if it's working off the back of 
we don't give a fuck if it's working off the back of Nas's album. We just like this album, so we're gonna rate it high. Didn't we do that? You like as objective as you are, like you surprise me sometimes with how you like flip your script sometimes and kind of do the opposite of But 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 Omar, <laughs> as a person that's reviewed musical albums, right? Uh, written them, your approach to uh, kind of judging these albums it's not just your complete subjective opinion of it right you cast this against the entire canon of music um we're trying to have we try to have an objective as much as you can set of criteria like you said so um as it relates to this list i was thinking in terms of more like cultural impact like we're saying basically the last decade right so it's at least got a in theory you could say what's the best album each year for the last 10 years right give or take um but yeah when, when i do album reviews it's there's an objective set of criteria it's like um you could kind of do it in regards to the entire canon of music but i'm also thinking this artist's uh best best possible effort mm-hmm. you know what i mean like waka flaka's best possible effort is going to be different than schoolboy q's best possible effort right based on what they bring to the table so i, I think it would it would go further to have an objective set of criteria but at the same time the good thing about having your own platform is you can do whatever the fuck you want to do i also think it's important that our list isn't the same as whatever list double xl is going to make at the end of this it year would be or impossible, complex though. list it would be impossible for our list to be similar to theirs well if we are like because they're also working more on popularity they're not going to put something on there that if is we just popular. went cultural impact they'd be very but, similar but we're not we don't. oh i thought that's what you were arguing no like but i believe that cultural cultural impact is a criteria that's important just as much as are you are you just talking about this one achieve. album yeah compared to the others because you're you're saying that like you like this album a lot i'm saying i think it's okay and so we're looking at these five or six albums there well i'm saying i like those albums too let me let me clarify a little bit more criteria that make those albums be greater the game documentary 2 and 2.5 that's at least 20 tracks maybe sure and maybe five of them are amazing five are really good and then 10 are like you know listenable Mm -hmm. drake half the album's pretty good the other half is whatever feral munch really good album um i don't like the whole album but i wouldn't say anything's whack on there but it ended up under the game and drake because of the cultural impact i suppose no no i mean what i'm saying is that you like this album right there there's no single track on this album that i think i would like more than a one track off of the other albums so what i'm saying is that because you feel that this album is really good and you can listen to it all the way through to me that's not enough for it to be considered better than these other albums that have not only uh, a larger following more appreciation behind them and and just tracks that i think are better but isn't that your subjective opinion also I don't think it's debatable that these other tracks have larger impact. Not that, but that and, you and don't more, you don't think one track on this album is right. better than some. Yeah, I mean the subjective portion of of my my opinion on this album is what we're trying to reconcile right now, and that's why I'm trying to bring in an objective criteria about this album not being nearly as widely seen as great as compared to some of these other joints. 
that's where the, where that's where, would you put it i would personally in terms of the way that i like this album i would put it above that doppelgangers album because i think that it's it's right about the same in terms of what's going on they're good at what they do there's nothing that really stands out to me as really great and you like both of those albums all the way through yeah I just don't see them in the same light of quality as you do. I think it's better than Doris, man. I like tracks on Doris way more than I like this any track on this joint. And that's kind of where the subjectivity brings conflict. You know mm. what I mean? It's like, I definitely like more, way more tracks on Doris than this. The fucking joint with Frank Ocean, the joint with Vince Staples, Chum. Like, I just like it more. All right, so it's up to Omar and Shucks who haven't listened to the album. This is funny because well, this is like it's like yo this album deserves to be here even though I've never heard anything <laughs> right. about the shit. I sh I'll just say something real quick and I'm gonna let Omar want to hear what he has to say. But just based on this conversation that you had, it's really strange that this album could, from both of you, go above Jay Z Magna Carta, mm -hmm. even J Cole Friday Night Lights, even that Roots album. Yeah based on the conversation you just had and because and because there's not a clear-cut criteria on the way that we're rating this and it fluctuates between what is objective and subjective about our taste in these albums it's it's crazy like i've had an issue with that roots album being so low since basically the second time that we did the list because i really think that that is a high piece of artwork man the production on it the black thoughts rapping is second to none the concepts it really i feel like that's a greater piece of work than this but it gets really fuzzy when it's just two guys talking about what the fuck is dope about hip-hop music. Well, I want to state again that uh, I really don't give a fuck how great your art is, but if I'm not going to listen to it again, then I'm not going to put it so high on the list. But the issue is that like some of these albums that are really good that we'll listen to a lot are lower on the list other than other albums. Uh, for example? That Roots album. It's like you, I, I won't you, listen to that again. You wouldn't listen to you'd listen to Magna Carta before you listen to that Roots album. I have, and I probably will again. I like I Rising. What's good, Omar? You gotta have you gotta have the the subjective criteria, whatever y'all pick, whether it's right. like cultural impact, technical innovation. Nah, fuck that. Right, I think there's these Omar and Sucks are a so set list, important. and you look at that list and then draw your points from each one. You know what I mean? Like, in my head, that's what I'm trying to accomplish every time. All right, yo. In my head, it's never more about my subjective liking of the album than it is about but the I mean, other what about criteria. A, a, like an actual list that's on the table, it's on the wall, whatever. Man, that is, like a, that is a fucking college term paper to go to working towards an objective criteria. Yeah, in I also music. don't want to so like, write down, because then we'll start like you know Tallying really having shit. to nitpick yeah. everything. I kind of just like, you know. Down. There's like a... Just like a, a quadrant. You know? I feel like my analytical instrument is strong enough to just fucking go off the cuff for most of these things. And, you know, when Mega tells me, like, why he feels the way he feels about these albums, like, I get what he's saying. Like, I understand the points that he's making and I can recognize them. Obviously, I don't agree with uh, where he's coming from every time. But I don't think, like, the way we're evaluating these albums is super vague. We just right. have a bit of a disagreement on what's more important. So what we're going to do now, I think we should do, just to wrap this up. Um, either above Doris or under Lil Ugly Man. For me, 
Omar for Mega Shucks. You guys are going to do rock, paper, scissors. Okay. So for you, above doors. For me, below little ugly man. Yep. And you guys got to hit the rock, scissors, papers to decide. And this is also something that's happened in this before. So it's not so much towards an objective or subjective criteria as it is just luck sometimes. Straight up and down. I mean, that's why one and two are where they're at right now. True. It was a rock, scissors, rock, paper, scissors gambit. Yeah, All right. So, guys, bust that rock, scissors, paper. Two out of three. We'll count to three. One, two, three. And then just say it so our listeners can be in on it. Say scissors, paper, or whatever. Okay? Wait, how are we, we going to catch We go one, two, three. Hold on, Omar. Can you, can you check? Mic check? Mic check. going to be a delay, maybe. It's all right. You guys are going to say one word, and it's going to be pretty close together. So... We'll go one, two, three. Say it. One, two, three. Say it. Do they say it on the three? Yeah. Uh, after the three. After one, the two, three. three. Right there. Okay. All, right. All right. Y'all good? Here we go. Like, first one. One, two, three. Scissors. Scissors. One, two, three. Scissors. Scissors. One, two, three. Scissors. Rock. Okay. So one for me. Is he me or is he you? Omar's me. Okay. One, two, three. Rock. Scissors. Ooh, one, this one. is it. This is it, guys. This this determines <laughs> the objective criteria in which we are rating these albums. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Scissors. Scissors. One, two, three. Scissors. Rock. Oh, there we go. I niggas love scissors, man. Yeah, scissors. All right, so it goes it above. <laughs> it goes above Doris. Below above Absol. Below Absol. Okay. Wow, there you go, guys. And, and you can see why sometimes we have these conversations and they go on for a while because Layton and I are trying to get as close as we can to to really justifying why we've chosen the way we've chosen things and where they're going to land on the list. And we really try to make an effort not to change the list after we've, you know. We've only done decided. it once. We've only done it once and I have no To intention. my detriment. Yeah, it was to his detriment. But I felt a little bit better about it. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. I lost this time. And now... This is carved in stone forever for the Mega Late Show. What do you listeners. say? In heaven's unchangeable, unchangeable heart. heart. Yeah, in heaven's unchangeable heart. Straight All up. right. Well, now let's get on to the one that will cause uh, a lot of conversation. And one that we, we've we been looking forward to discussing, but we were waiting for this the right time. artist has not appeared on the list yet, but I, I'm... I can guarantee he'll appear again, maybe oh, yeah. multiple times. Well, I think I think it would be unfair if we didn't have his entire discography on this list by the end of the time it's we're done debatable. doing this list. It's debatable. I mean, I also think that Drake would have to appear uh, multiple times again. I'm pretty sure Kanye Drake will would pop appear. Up. Like uh, these popular albums, uh, whether we really enjoy them or not, they just have to be somewhere within the discussion. Otherwise, people would say that the list was incomplete. True. You know, so I don't foresee this project ending anytime soon. We've got about 400 more albums to do. Migos isn't making the album list. Though. Oh, yes, it is, man. I got to talk to you about culture. Interesting. <laughs> it's definitely going above Jaden Smith. Who 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 saw that coming? Did anybody yeah. see that coming? Hey, man, I'm trying to be objective. I didn't care for it that much, but it needs to be on the list. Fair play. All right. Yo, um, so this is your pick, Omar. Sorry, Omar. What did you just say? Oh, I was, I was throwing something out about Migos, but that's... that's now nah, let that let that sink yeah, in. Yeah, say it again. Ahead, let's say that shit again. Okay, so for Migos, I would I would say the argument for is uh is technical innovation bringing back the uh, the three six mafia project Pat Flo. 
that had kind of laid dormant as far as mainstream rap was concerned for a while. Not only that, but they're highly impactful in kind of the state of hip hop culture right now in terms right, of pop let's, music. Let's, I mean, let's save it for when we the, talk the about the triplet album. flow has been popularized by them again, and everybody's riding that wave. Not looking forward with to that. With the ad libs, yo, if there's two groups that are doing the dopest ad libs in hip hop right now, it's the Migos and, and Imani, Gr- Griselda. What what did Imani do? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It was like oh, a Yoda. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Doot, 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 doot. Yeah, so you know what I mean? I'm waiting for that collaboration. Migos, Griselda, book it. Okay, oh, so this is this is your pick, though, right? Omar, you picked this album? Correct, Ooh. yeah. Go ahead and tell us what it is. So I picked uh, Good Kid, Mad City by uh, Kendrick Lamar. Mm. One of the greatest albums of the last decade. I think it's fair to say that right off bat, right? Indeed, yeah, absolutely. Do we, are we 2012? all 2012? Yes, are we all on the same page about enjoying yeah. this album? Do we all really uh, like and enjoy this project? Yes. At least bare minimum? Um, definitely have grown to like Kendrick a lot more, but when this album first came out, it was easily recognizable how incredible it was. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I was kind of uh, pleasantly surprised by this project. Uh, leading up to it, the first thing that caught me off guard was the backseat freestyle was like the lead single for this album, I think. Mm, I think it was. I think it was backseat like freestyle. The B-side single or something like that? Yeah, but it came out and it was just like, yo, this doesn't sound like Kendrick that was on Section 80. This is some weird kind of rhyming about his dick being as big as the Eiffel Tower. I was not expecting this. This is from the left. So I was a little bit kind of cautious about my approach to the album. Was I going to enjoy this as much as previous efforts you like section 80 i do i did enjoy that i might say that that's my least favorite kendrick project at this point though i would agree yeah i mean not counting uh untitled unmastered or whatever i like that better than section 80 yeah i don't know omar uh why did you decide to submit this to the list i mean obviously it deserves to be on but why did you decide to choose this album cultural impact uh critical acclaim I say some technical innovation in terms of like the flows he was using. And then after that, everything else was just subjective. Like I think, um, I think a lot of albums that came out on the West coast during the early nineties, um, represented a lot of the same things this one did. And they, people kind of turned their nose up at him because they thought, Oh, he's just rhyming about what goes on in his hood on any Mm -hmm. given day. Kendrick is doing the same thing, but it's within the larger framework of like, you know, America's wasted youth and you got this generational divide. Um, so I thought that it was kind of a callback to uh, to some of those albums. Like if you go listen to Safe and Sound by Quick, could yeah. easily like, get some of those same experiences. Oh, wait, I he's ducking. Ducking because of the 404. Oh, with the music? Well, when we talk, his voice goes down. Oh, okay, I see. Mm, I'll have to reconcile that later. But, um, yeah, I actually ag- agree with uh, with all those points. And I think that the album, it, it kind of sits to me, uh, because of its kind of mainstream popularity, it sits to me as kind of a like a, a, a bookend for the kind of story of the West Coast and some of the things that other artists have been trying to really convey about growing up in this environment uh, over the last, you know, three decades. 
a lot of the things that he said are things that Tupac was getting at and mm. things that, you know, Spice One and MC8 were getting at. And not only did it kind of encapsulate a lot of the ideas about the youth that grew up in these environments, but it also did it in a very clever and musically fucking talented way. And uh, so much of this album are, are like callbacks to not as much as to Pimp a Butterfly right. in terms of callbacks to the kind of rich musical heritage of the West Coast. But, you know, like having MC8 on your album at that perfect time was great. Yeah. Um, the, the production, like uh, the concepts, the, the concepts of the tracks, the way that it flows. Really, I love this entire album from front to back minus two tracks. I would say the last after um what is it sing about me mm. and even a little bit of that track I kind of start to lose interest and I would say the skits are a little bit not as on point as the actual tracks whereas I well I don't want to get into his other work too much but yeah sorry what were you saying Omar I was just saying fair yeah. I appreciate I appreciate his dad coming in asking where his dominoes are at and things of that nature and some of the other skits but some of it just seems yeah. a little too this album fabricated ends, this album ends with Compton right I don't know yeah, if I have officially the yeah I did that Compton is a track that I didn't really care for and so is you guys can guess I didn't care for poetic justice with Drake I just that takes me out of the vibe of the album almost completely. Maybe it's because the usage of that Janet Jackson sample, it just calls back to too many things for me. And also, I just don't care for that Drake guy too often. But, you know, this this album just headed I also from top to bottom. It's just solid. I don't like the, and this is maybe a criticism of Kendrick overall. I don't like the religious overtones, especially oh. towards the end of the album kind of yeah turns me off a little bit i think bit. that's a that's a big that's a big part of his message it's really occurring though i mean like section 80 was really started off with the whole yeah prayer he's thing got the whole psalms or yeah. whatever they're called then, uh, right uh, yeah. yeah i i, I th it's like despite me not being um a theist at all approaching his level of theism uh i, I kind of just take it with a grain of salt like this is a story about his experiences in that light but you know like this song swimming pools great money trees might be my favorite kendrick lamar track uh on this album yeah man uh, period i fucking love that beach house really? first sample. i love that track man it's a great beat i fucking love it great flip. hot sauce all in our top ramen you bish that's just me right there <laughs> a I great uh j-rock i love it also. yeah that's i really like j-rock yo your favorite Kendrick track though? it might be one of my it, it's definitely a top five for me I love yeah this where track. do you not on this list but in his discography where do you put this album uh two or three okay two or three I think to pimp a butterfly is clearly his magnum opus but um yeah this is maybe two or three depending on how I feel I enjoyed damn for what it was worth yo uh shucks and omar which tracks do you guys like the most off this album Wait, before that, can we get a top uh, a top four uh, or top three Kendrick albums, projects? What do you guys fall on that? To Pimpa, Butterfly. Are we counting Black Panther? No. To Pimpa, Butterfly. It, it would be Section 80, uh, To Pimpa, Butterfly, Damn, and Good Kid. What about does like Overly Dedicated count? 
I, I feel like that's more like a. I don't know if I've heard yeah. that actually. No, it's a good project, but I wouldn't count it as one of his like LPs. No. No. Nah, same thing with uh, Untitled and Master. I wouldn't count that as like an, a long play LP, complete cohesive. How long project. is Overly Dedicated though? I, like the full Overly Dedicated was free though, right? Yeah. It Whereas was Section Eighty had a barcode on it. Right. I guess it Section Eighty is like his, considered can, his consider official first four debut actual album. LP releases. Yeah. Okay. But then the mainstream considers Good Kid, Mad City as official first yeah, his label. Album. debut. But yeah. to me, Section Eighty was his first official album. Right. But Overly Dedicated was a dope project yeah. to me. So yeah. it, it it would rate within his project. What what would your one two three be for him? I'd go with one to Pimp a Butterfly. I know Meg is not gonna like this, but two would be Section Eighty. I like Section Eighty a lot. And then three would be Good Kid, Mad City. But if we did a top five, then Overly Dedicated would be probably next. And then Damn. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I didn't really. It's not something I played over and over. So um, I'm gonna go to Pimp a Butterfly, Damn, Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm. I might go to Pimp a Butterfly. Section 80, Good Kid, Damn. Maybe. It depends on how I feel, man. Rigor Mortis mm-hmm. is just right. fire some days. Rigor Mortis is fire. Yeah. yeah. Omar? I go to Pimp a Butterfly, Good Kid, Mad City. Um, then, uh, then Section 80, then Damn. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Word up, man. I mean, he's he's a really talented kind of guy. Indeed. Word. All right. So now let's talk about some. Let's talk about some of the negative things about this album. We all know that uh, another album that came out this year was superior to this project. 2012. Yeah. Macklemore. He won that Grammy, fam. <laughs> so you know, to me, that's automatically an objective. Like that's like you a gotta, L. You gotta, you gotta I mean, he already took the L, <laughs> but he's got to take that. the L again. Yeah, you gotta you gotta denote that. So I'm thinking I put this album under Sire on the list. I'm gonna put it at the bottom of the list. Where are you guys falling on that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Macklemore, right? No, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about the good kid, man. Yeah, the skits really didn't do it for me. I like you calling Kendrick the good kid now. Yeah, 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 the good kid. No, no, I I actually feel like this album has got to be somewhere in the top five. Wait, I thought we were, we're not talking about oh, the oh, negative oh, yeah, yeah. quality. I, I actually, I think I don't really have a lot of negatives to say about it outside of uh, the religious overtones. Kind of, eh, I don't I care really, for them too much. I really think the songs after Sing About Me start to drag a little bit. I like how you play in this joint while we're talking about the negatives because I really don't like this joint. Like it is, it is like one of those songs that is kind of cringe-inducing to me that I, I don't just mind don't like to song. hear. It. It's an obvious single, but it's, yeah. it's fine. I'm fine with it. You think... Kendrick was trying to get one off by having Drake feature. They all did it. Yeah. J. Cole did it. Yeah. Yep. Is that is that a demarcation? Of... I mean, think of the time, though. Yeah. Well, 2012, that's a little later than the J. Cole. No, just a couple years. Yeah. I mean, Drake was well, the breakout star sure. of that, you know. You think, uh, air, air didn't, uh, didn't Run the Jewels' first album come out in 2012? Do you think that they would have got a Drake feature if they had the opportunity? LP and Killer Mike featuring Drake. Mm-hmm. I think LP would love to work with Drake. Killer Mike. I feel I'm like so that sure. goes against everything that I believe in, but yeah, maybe you're right. At least I mean, I mean, they got Ti and uh, my man from Duct Tape 
yeah, and I, I'm not going to compare them to to Drake, but I'm saying in terms of like mainstream, this is not some conscious yeah. shit. This is just let me get let me get somebody yeah. to go on this track. Okay. Uh... No, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine Drake on a Run the Jewels track? He might get off. Who knows? He can rap or have somebody write those raps for him. Shout out Quentin Miller. Shout out. Shout to out Quentin to Quentin Miller. Yeah. Wedding Crashers. Not familiar. He uh, he he's uh, apparently he's written some raps for uh, the Six God. Not to turn this into a Drake hating session because we're talking about the good kid. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't find a lot of negatives in this album uh, or whatsoever uh, about this album. I think some of the uh, the sample flips are good. Like the sample flip on this is not too bad. I feel like I could have seen this coming a mile away. Like somebody did somebody freak this before that? I don't know. This sample, it feels like it should have been. And uh, I think they did it tastefully. Sounds all right. Uh, swimming pools, uh, classic uh, anti-drinking anti anthem. Mm. Uh, wholesome rap is what I'm into, guys. Uh, Money Trees is phenomenal. Master Splinter, phenomenal. Oh, man, the art of peer pressure. Yeah, great shit. So I don't mm. know. That's, a, that's all I really have to say about it. What do you think of... Can anybody decipher why the first track is called Shireen aka Master Splinter's Daughter I don't know did they not discuss that on Dissected have they not done oh, good yet y'all don't know that no so she, Shireen's a hood rat and Splinter uh, is like the biggest rat uh, yeah, 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 duh I knew that shit yo I'm gonna edit that out of course I knew that obviously shit. this album's number one <laughs> right. Yeah, deep. I didn't realize Kendrick yeah. was a fucking genius. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't put that together. No, that makes sense. I'm surprised I didn't realize that. Maybe I just didn't think about it, but yeah, that makes perfect my, my sense. My tone was condescending, my bad. No, that's tight. I like condescending. Yeah. We, we deserve, deserve it. it. I do we that deserve. often. Yeah. <laughs> I do that often. Yeah. Okay. Where do you guys place this? Overall? Yes. On the list. Top three? That's where I'm falling as well. Top three. Above Rhapsody, it's somewhere with uh, Tribe or Kanye, which those are both... It's it's interesting approach because um, this is like... Uh, you have the Tribe album, which is a 20-year layoff of really uh, incredible artists who came back and created something that was timeless, contemporary while also encapsulating a lot of things that made people love them then you have kanye west who is already midway into his career he creates this kind of masterpiece of production and music and rollout um which i think is kind of his high point in what he wants to accomplish as an artist and then you have this project by kendrick which is like a debut, debut kind of coming onto the scene so really i feel like there could be arguments for any of these three albums being at either one two or three depending on how you want to value uh the art itself and your subjective taste on the music subjectively i think that i enjoy the tribe sound a little bit more than this kendrick work but i also think that the youthfulness of kendrick and what he accomplished on this album and what he had to say is kind of uh some type of child prodigy type of piece of yeah. artwork. I don't know how old he was when he completed this project, but it seems kind of wise beyond his years. And I think Ken Kendrick continues to do that. I think technically he's uh, proficient at rapping in any way. Uh, 
compared to any of the artists on those other two albums so i don't i don't really know i was hoping that you guys would sway me in one direction or the other as to where this album should go for me based on what you just said which i agree with you know his age and his so you know for the industry debut at the time do i sound strange on this no you sound so. okay to okay me. oh yeah i should probably put both headphones on uh I would have to put this at number one. I'd have to put this above A Tribe Called Quest based on the longevity that Tribe and Kanye have had and the impact that this album had uh, as his debut. Um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense to you. I get you. Yeah, I mean, you know? the impact was crazy strong. Like, after this, everybody wanted to release a cohesive kind of project right. album like I, I feel like yg's album is such uh yg's first album is such a response to this like he has like the tracks with you know people the skits with people uh -huh. talking in between the songs and you know it's like yeah. a he, he definitely doesn't hit the artistic level that kendrick has but for a yg album i could see the influence and in what he was going for and it, it kind of works with what 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 he was doing was it like omar is it like like their tapes or something like that. I kind of forget exactly what he did on that first YG album, but it's very similar to to um what Kendrick is doing with his skits. I remember his his parents being on there. We we used to right, joke right, around right. the office to call it like Bad Kid Mad City. And mm. we really liked the YG album, but still. Has there ever in any point uh of hip hop history uh in the last twenty years you know, starting from 2000, that an artist was able to come out and not only uh, capture kind of the young, um, the, the young audience, you know, uh, high schoolers, college students, but also still be able to capture the attention of uh, older boom bap 90s, 80s eras artists. Because what I see with Kendrick is more than any other artist in his, uh, in his, you know, um, class, uh, your J. Coles or Drake's, he seems to just be, everybody seems to agree that this kid is super talented in every regard that we think is valuable within judging hip hop. The, the, it sounds good. It sounds modern. He's dope at rapping. Uh, his verse on DNA, that fucking uh, double time triplets at the end of DNA, like that is just a high tier level of ability in rapping. His ability to craft uh, an album to make cohesive conceptual tracks, like I, I don't, I don't, I can't think of any other artist. And on top of that, that how, he, that. how he how he carries himself as a person, <clears throat> as a human being. His yeah. his his attitude, his level headedness. You know what I mean. Mm. There's a lot that that tells. It's a weird maturity there, yeah. That, yeah, man. It's mm. and I, re I remember telling a lot of my my. You know, I'm 44, by the way. Uh, um, oh yeah, I think we established that earlier. You said you're 40 this year, yeah. So, you know, some of my 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 real boom bap era uh, colleagues, I sh I could say, I remember coming out and saying like. Kendrick Lamar is the greatest MC of all time right now and uh, the greatest MC right now and of all time and having some of my, the people my age like are you fucking serious like yeah. you're putting him over Nas you're putting him over all these other people. like have you really right. listened and these are people that didn't even give him the plays that I was giving him sure. back then this is like section 80 pre pre good kid mad city you were saying I was, that I was I was saying that 
and I was telling some of my people, I would have been like, I'm "Yo, like, you're this being kid. a little bit hyperbolic right now." Fam. No, because be, <laughs> but, but, but the reason why I bring that up is because you just reminded me of of me saying that it was because of the fact of me being where I was at my age at that time, already living through the golden era and all that, and yeah. and holding on to that and being that true school cat that holds on to that. But then, okay, undeniably, here's this kid that just came out and he's part of this new era and he captures like everything you just said the yeah. youth of today back then like however many years there's also kind of this nostalgic element but at the to same it. time he impresses somebody who's hard to impress a lyricist i'm a lyricist cat like you got to impress me and he did that mm. back then you know what i mean and um that's why when i look at a tribe called quest and kanye west on this list i put this album above them based on those you know criteria mm. I gotta admit that uh, my beautiful dark twisted I uh, going back to the conversation that we had about subjective and objective criteria objectively I think that that's Kanye's greatest piece of work but subjectively it's not my favorite Kanye work so for me this album would have to fit somewhere above Kanye maybe or in in one or two is going to be Triber or, or this for me personally. so would you would you say that this is that number one is Tribe's best work? No, but I think that that accomplishment that they did and how good the album is, I think it's fucking really kind of uh, a tremendous outlier in the kind of hip-hop history. Like, that shit just doesn't happen. Like, you don't just take a 20-year layoff, come back True. doper or doper than your last project 20 years ago well, while still maintaining yeah. a certain sound and delivering a certain uh, aesthetic. And so, to me, that Tribe album is kind of nuts. Uh, I I, and I like every song on it for the most part, except for maybe one or two. And it has more tracks it, in this album? It didn't get as much play as I thought mm -hmm. it would for me. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I played it a few times and I was like maybe out of... And it actually had to grow on me, to be <clears throat> honest with you. Oh, man. Uh, immediately, I, I was just... A little bit had to grow yeah. on me. But from the first track, I was like, oh, this is amazing. But it did have to... But I didn't... I, I actually listened to it again after we talked about Mobius. And I was like, oh, this album's fucking yeah. great. I fucking love that. I like. I was just listening to Mobius like the other day. I think that that is just fucking crazy. I I I, I don't know. The weakest parts about that that tribe album to me are like consequence verses. Hmm. Whereas like there's a there's there are two tracks that I don't like on this Kendrick album. But I don't know. Where what about you, Omar? What do you think? Where do you? So he uh, said right. top three. So you said, but but, Shucks is saying, good kid, tribe, Kanye. I'm saying. Maybe tribe 1A tribe 1B good kid and then clearly Kanye's the third. What do you think, Late? What do you think, Omar? I would go with Kendrick as being one because I feel like he's the preeminent MC of our era. So if you go like Indeed. his official debut, that this is essentially like the Illmatic for this this generation. I'm deducting a little points for Tribe. Um, I agree with everything that was said about it. I, I kind of feel like it was a, a Q-tip album with uh, Tribe sprinkled in, mm. and that's still fucking great. Mm, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. It, it was kind of more like a Q-tip album for me, and then you know we added Fife and Jerobi, who doesn't rap on any other. I was impressed album. by Jerobi, yeah. I must say. I gotta say, Jerobi really. I don't think I've ever been impressed he, he, by Jerobi, but I was impressed yeah. on this. Album. I like I a lot like, of those Jerobi verses, to be himself? honest with you. Yeah, I think Jerobi was doing that. Yeah, Killing Fields, Jerobi's verse is dope. 
even on a space program, Jerobi gets yeah, off. Yeah, he yeah. Was yeah. But okay, so we got one Kendrick, two Tribe, three Kanye. Three Kanye. I think it's going to be so difficult to have a consensus about the best Kanye album in this 10-year run because yeah. you ask three people, you get three different right. three different answers. Right. And they all have a different narrative behind each album. Right. Earlier, we said that To Pimp a Butterfly is our favorite album of Kendrick, so clearly this will yeah, this be below that. Are we what, gonna what did have you say? What did you say, Mega? What do you mean? Uh, my choices. Uh, for the sake for the sake of keeping it spicy, I'll say Tribe Kendrick, Tribe Kendrick Kanye. See, I'm gonna go Tribe Kendrick. Tribe, tribe Kanye, Kanye Kendrick. Kendrick. Whoa! Why is this getting so difficult, fellas? Oh shit! We're we're outvoted though. Yeah. Oh, we are. Oh, you guys get that? We got yeah, you guys got at one. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's where it falls. That's interesting, man. Yeah. Cause I would say the top five is pretty much. I can't think of any. Maybe there's one or two albums that I'm not thinking of that might get into the top five. But it's like it's gonna be difficult. Well, obviously yeah. there's gonna be one more. <clears throat> obviously. Yeah. But outside of that, I'm not really. I can't even, off the top of my head, I can't think of one. Yeah. Um, the top ten's wide open, and you know the bottom of the list is gonna be what it yeah. is. But this debate's gonna get really fun when you have to begrudgingly shoehorn nothing was the same in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not looking forward to that because then I'll have to listen to it again. I mean, the top is pretty much cemented already. Yeah, I think you're going to see another Kendrick albums in the top five, uh, more Kanye in the top ten. But I don't know. I don't really. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge Kanye fan, so like uh, the life of Pablo, yeah, I could do without it. Even, yeah, Jesus, I could do without him. So we'll see where it happens, man. But yo, Omar, I would like to have you on uh, to discuss albums with us again, if possible. You know, I know yeah, it's yeah, really late down. over there for you right now, but I, I appreciate you. Staying up to rock with us. Yeah, we'll work the timing better. Yeah, next time. we'll have to figure that out a lot better next time. If it happens, I'm a night owl. But no, no, good looking out. I appreciate y'all having. Word. I'm not sure when this episode is going to come out. I'm hoping that our guest for next weekend doesn't bail on us because seemed like he was trying to find a way out uh, over Messenger. Oh, yeah, he was like, "Yo, is it possible to reschedule?" And I was like, "Not really." Who is? Who is it? OYG. Oh, Old young homie. Yeah. That he should come for that then. Yeah. If he, if he shows up. <laughs> I'll hit him up again and be like, yo, if you're going to bail, just let me know right now. But I was going to try to get Shucks in here. Saturday, you good for that? Next Saturday? Maybe? Yeah. Okay. Should be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let him know. He had a friend coming into town or something like that. So he said... Oh, YG. We, we go back, man. All the word. Back to LA. I'll, I'll hit him up tonight just to make sure. Because if not, then I'm going to find another guest. I've got a few people that are down to record. So. Oh, but the 22nd? Yeah. Oh. Mm, we got the... Uh, we got the no, yeah. It would be next week. Oh, this Saturday coming up. Yeah. 15, sorry. Yeah, so far, so good. Okay, yeah. word. Word up, man. I guess this is Mega Late Show and shit like that. Wait, so Kendrick Lamar is one? Yes. Or is that is that official? Yeah, they they outvoted us. Wow. That's the way tomorrow. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at it at all, but not that, I mean, this is the most prestigious list Yo, that's Yo, do you ever want it, like, made. after we're done recording, we and you debate it again and make the changes? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. no, I'm no, just saying, terrible. yo, no. it's kind of crazy. No I mean, 
obviously this is a testament to Kendrick, but he's probably gonna get the one and two spot. That's kind of fucking nuts. Yeah. In a decade, I don't, he has the best two albums. Is there is there some like dark horse project out there that we're just I don't not thinking think of right so, now? So man, the one of the most heralded albums that I've had anything to say about is "To Pimp a Butterfly," and I think that's. I mean, the that's. Greatest. I think if that's, you asked me before we started this, what I thought was going to be at one, that's what I would have said. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any other. Projects. Are we going to debate if "Good Kid, Mad City" is better than "To Pimp a Butterfly"? Is that going to be a debate that I we don't have? think it needs to be? I think I think that. To it's just understood. Better, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows. <laughs> Should we just add it to the list? Now? <laughs> yeah. Let's just do just that. Throw now. it up there. Yo, just, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's put it up there, man. I mean, yeah. Why? Why not? Yeah. 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 Fuck there it out. goes because I re- I remember the one the episode that you guys had me on. You were like, I, I picked Bobby Sessions for just trying to introduce him to right. to the audience. And you were like, "Oh, I thought you would have picked the Kendrick album." I was like, "That's that's too easy." Bye, Cannon. To, to pick, you thought you would have picked one. He said he mentioned, "I thought you would have picked a, a a Kendrick album." And I was like, "Well, that's too easy because right. I already knew you got the end of a list of a hundred albums. He's gonna be somebody's besides me is gonna throw him in there quite a few times. So that's why I was trying to go for something yeah, obscure. We've, we've obviously not like this is the first time Kendrick has come up because we figured you know yeah, we wanted to get other. Here guess opinions and we didn't want to pick all the obvious albums you know straight out the gate yeah. that's why it's some of the albums on this list and even my pick today is just kind of like what what is this you know what i mean because yeah. there's lots of albums that are obviously gonna come up later but yeah i think it's hella interesting that kendrick is making like the best music of this generation like undoubtedly undebatedly yeah it's hard to argue that i mean in terms of commercial appeal your boy aubrey is going to pop up yeah um that's where i really like the subjective positions to play a major role are we going to see cardi b in the list maybe interesting is that rap is that a hip-hop somebody on your show might think so yo um i added to pimba butterfly that's number one I guess we'll have to talk about it. At the some list point. is growing. Yeah, yeah uh, we still got a lot of albums to put on here, man. Twenty nine, a, a lot of albums to put on here. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> this is a yeah. This is an endeavor. This is this is a lot of work. Yo, um, shucks. Thank you so much for hanging out. We've been talking for like four hours and shit. Word. Omar, thank you for being so patient with us. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Thanks Appreciate for holding you. it Thank down. You, oh, for sure. It, it was also dope to chop it up with you again, man. It's been a minute. Yeah, late spoken about you quite a few <laughs> times, so it was nice to finally uh, meet you over the interwebs. Likewise, likewise. And yeah, we'll have to get you back to talk about some more shits. Indeed. We're, we're always down for the get down, fellas. All right, y'all. You heard it. Mega Late Show. Every album ever, the best of the decade. Finally. And that's it.